all the time when I listen back to the episode, I'm like, oh, that thing that Andrew said was really funny, but no one laughed. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so uh, wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Happy New Year, cousin. Happy New Year to you, cousin. Thank you. And welcome to the Cool Million, or whatever it is now. I believe we're up to possibly, <laughs> last reported, uh, between 12 and 15 uh, Cool Million. Uh, yeah, that's early conservative estimates, too. Right, exactly. Um, 2018, brand new year, brand new outlook on the situation. There's a lot of buzz from the Sad Sack Studios regarding tonight's lineup. Could be the greatest lineup of 2018. Welcome to <clears throat> Amanda. Hi, hello. Welcome to Chelsea. Hi there. And uh, intern, what say you? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. What's the opposite of a boner? <laughs> now, <laughs> to to the cool 12 to 15 million out there, uh, despite a bunch of shakeups, and uh, changes at Sad Sack Studios, um, a bunch of changes, uh, extreme changes to the format of this show. Intern did survive all the cuts. I mean, I, that does speak to him somewhat. I just want to put that out there. Mm. We're yeah. still not paying him, though. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> he hasn't learned everything yet. I, I thought you guys were receiving funds from me. Mm. Is that uh, Have I not been paying for, for this? Is there something that needs to be... Mm. Well, kind of ruined the surprise. We're going to say you now just work for us for free. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Um, So tonight is episode 93 of a 150 episode run. (laughs) Um, uh, It is the atomic number of Neptunium. Yes. Not a lot else going on with 93, I got to tell you. Aside from... Flight 93 being one of the airplanes that hijacked and that was hijacked on 9-11. Um, I'm not really sure. Like, there's not there's not very much here about 93, except that it resonates with creative expression of concerns hmm. and solutions for humanity. God damn it. Daniel, what, the number what? tends to be optimistic and inspired. It is imaginative, tolerant, and dynamic. In addition to resonating with creative expression, it supports and encourages the creative expression of others. 93, Daniel, has a compassionate existence. It's still going. It is generous with its creative assistance for individuals and organizations intent on doing the world some good. Someone say something oh, or he's going to oh, keep Nathan, <laughs> come on. What are you doing? Thank God. What crazy, generic, bottom-of-the-box... Self-help section. Are you pulling that crap from? Oh, I really get... scraping the barrel of the bucket on that one. You know, it's never hurt so bad to hear something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the basic message here, Daniel, is that ninety-three is going to be very supportive of you in your creative expression of the sexual position for ninety-three. Mm. And of course, oh, this is one of my personal 
favorites. You know, I know there's always like a, where does Daniel, you know, find these amazing positions, these great, you know, tips for the bedroom. It comes from real life. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, an old 93, uh, also known as the hot pocket, the hot pocket, (laughs) hot pocket. What you're going to want to do. This is, of course, something that you pull off with uh, your lover, your partner, uh, random stranger. (laughs) You work yourself up into, you know, a good engorgement, get a good turgid uh, string going. Now, get real hard. You're going to want to dunk your erect junk into a bowl, a sink, a bathtub of ice water. Get it real cold, real cold ice rod until you can't handle it until it's painful. You pull it out immediately penetrate your woman. <laughs> Ooh. Slip it, it all the way to the base and then don't move. Now, either you come to completion because of the contrast and dramatic change in temperature. And that's a true 93 or a failed 93 uh, when you just s- slowly become soft again. Either way, <laughs> something's oozing back out. Hot pocket. <laughs> that is actually the first sexual position that I've considered executing. Chelsea? <laughs> Chelsea. Um, wanna, I don't wanna, know you. Want to do a hot pocket? Yeah, no. I guess to the, to, the, to, the, to the women, it's it's the icy dagger. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds extremely unpleasant. Yeah. No, for me. And that's the flip oh, wait, right there. Know? That's that's beautiful right there because it does have a double meaning. Hot pocket, icy dagger. Yes. How about you heat up a hot pocket in the microwave while it's heating up? You go to the sink. You do the execute the cold the rod. Yeah, the submersion. <laughs> the submersion. <laughs> and then as soon as you hear the microwave ding, you run over and then you stick your dick into a hot pocket. Mm, uh, that's up in the ante that already exists though and that's way in the future that's the american pie pocket Mm -hmm. (laughs) american pie pocket and then when your penis is 154 when your icy when your icy dagger is covered in hot pocket innards you then enter your woman that is also a future that's that's really urban dictionary That's an infection just waiting also, to happen. Also known oh. as, a, as, as a messy hot pocket. Yeah, real messy. <laughs> I'm saving myself for marriage. But I feel like this position, <laughs> I feel this, this position completely encapsulates the hot pocket because when it's fully executed, it is burning hot around the edges and cold in the middle, right? Yeah. Hot right. pocket. <laughs> um, does anyone have anything else to present before we take a look at what's inside of the uh, pneumatic tube? The way you said that, it made it seem like I just sat down from a horrified uh, show and tell (laughs) classroom. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I I went forward with it. My my brain formulated shoving my penis into a hot pocket. And I was like, well, why can't you, why can't you still have vaginal? Okay, no, stop. Insertion. Why can't that happen? And then I brought that forward and then I felt ashamed because of everyone's reaction. So now I feel, I, I feel... Like, I need to take a step back. There's only one way to get rid of that shame, and that's to kill. That's the way serial killers think, Nathan. I've got a hot pocket on my dick. I might as well fuck someone with it. (laughs) To death. To death. (laughs) Oh, 93.5. No, fine. No, good. Fine. Good. Okay. Uh, Uh, Pneumatic two bus. Okay, I do see something. It is. I'm, I'm seeing it. See how this how sad sack has set it up is i can kind of 
see a labyrinth of pneumatic tube system above me in the ceiling, in the rafters. And I can kind of catch glimpses of things like, like sifting back and forth. But occasionally I can, I can see it starting to come toward, oh, here it comes. Oh my God. I'm Steven Dorf. I've been a smoker for 20 years and I just found the smarter alternative. Blue e We're all adults here. It's time we take our freedom back. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. What it, what, what is it, Amanda? He's going to be on True Detective. That's correct. The Vape King. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Vape King, Stephen Dorff. Fan favorite. Villain of the first Blade movie. Yes, villain of the first Blade movie and also fan favorite of the Trailer Park Podcast roundtable. Um, is going to be the co-lead in Ooh. True Detective Season 3. Can I get an encore of True Detective? Please and thank you. Uh, yeah, so that we can showcase uh, Count Vapula? Absolutely. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Obviously on Monday nights instead of Sunday nights, because that's ridiculous. Am I right? Yeah, also, no one's going to be watching that show. <laughs> People mm-hmm. might hate watch it. You think? Oscar winner. As will we. Oscar winner in the co-lead, Mahershala Ali from Moon. Moon, what, what is it? What is the name Moonlight. of it? Moonlight. Moonlight, right. The one that, that beat out your... Moonlight. What is it? There's literally... Nothing else goes with Moon. La La, la Land. <laughs> moon La La... Oh, no, wait. It was yeah, Moonlight. Moonshine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moonshine. Right. Well, Mahershala Ali is going to be the co-lead. And now Stephen Dorff. I'm jacked. I'm fucking jacked. Ladies and gentlemen. We needed someone with a little bit of dirt on them to get some more clippy clip, like Colin Farrell style, right? Am I right? Clippy clip. No one like the Vape King can bring the clippy clip. Oh, you have no idea. Andrew, have you you watched the Vape King blue e-cigarette on YouTube? Have you watched that? (laughs) No. Please, after tonight's episode, go and enjoy the Vape King. Stroll along the beach as he tells you how to be. Will do. Waxing poetic about personal freedom. Oh, he's fantastic. Slow motion, wind blows. Do they actually call him the Vape King? <laughs> no, we... No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> That's... Hello, I'm Stephen Dwarf. I'm the Vape King. It's a term <laughs> of endearment, Amanda. I love him. Yeah. I'm on board because I've always found him to be, like, weirdly sexy. There's something about him. Well, always not like, weird. Wait, he's, he's looking, but, like, he's such a, like, douchey... Yeah, he reminds me of me. He like almost looks like a you know a list actor, mm-hmm. but he's but not quite. And does more drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's edging. He's edging. Edging. <laughs> in the acting world, he's like in between B and A actor. I think he he can flex his muscles and be A level if he really wants to. If he's surrounded by the right people. Yeah. But mm, left to his own devices, his addictions and his issues will will lop him back down. So, yeah, he's like a. Tom Sizemore, but less touching 11-year-olds. Right, exactly, like the intern. He's uh, more like an American hero, isn't that uh, movie? that uh, We did that? American Hero on Lost Trailers, yeah, and we all yeah. got excited about him, and we talked about yeah. the Vape King, and then you never followed up and watched anything about it, and here we are, a year That's or true. some later. A new year. <laughs> Uninformed. Fresh yeah. start. A fresh start, intern. You heard her. This is your opportunity. There's that word. Well... Let me tell you about American Hero. Okay. The Vapertunity. I didn't watch it. Didn't think you did. And I do see... Are you guys ready? I do see something starting to come 
down out of the tube and oh my god oh it's coming towards us oh my god Suck my dick, Kirk. <laughs> Any of you fucking Klingons move, and I'll phaser every motherfucking last one of you. Are you aware that Quentin Tarantino has uh, secured the next Star Trek movie? He secured it? It's on my IMDb Pro Plus membership. Um, I was aware of that, yes. Yeah, he's director, writer, producer of the next Star Trek film. He has approved, he has gotten approval for an R rating. This shit is going down. Yeah, he's going to film it on 16 millimeter. <laughs> Star. There will be Royale with cheese in outer space. Star Trek and Tino. Ugh. Yeah. That's how you guys feel? Yeah. Well, somebody's head and or dick will get blown off. That's his MO. Haven't I've we been all so long. been waiting for a phaser to do real damage? No. No. Haven't we all been waiting for an yes. accident in the transporter room? Yeah. It's a yes. Kirk Spock double accident. One shoots one in the face. The other one shoots the other one in the dick. I think Tarantino would probably be the only or one of the only directors that could take it in a completely different direction. Brand new Star Trek movie. Yeah. You don't know any characters at all. But just... not brand <laughs> new. Like, it would just be a Quentin Tarantino movie where they were dressed up like Starfleet. In space. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like the Rogue One. Not <laughs> like even. side story. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. In the yeah. sense that it's a side story. But yeah, I just, I like formulaic Star Trek. Don't. Mm. Be mad at me about that. So you're going to apparently. No, she's bringing up a good point. This is going to offend a lot of Star Trek purists. Well, and what about Star Trek has always been as much about kids as it is about Mm. adults that love it. Another great point. Patrick Stewart wants to come back if uh, Tarantino's directing. Yeah, Nathan said that. Picard. Oh, my goodness. You mean Sir Patrick Stewart? Like Green Room Patrick Stewart? He died. Will it be the first Star Trek that will have breasts, Jeez. exposed breasts? Uh, hopefully yeah. they're green. Well, and like gratuitous racism. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I've been dying for some Romulan racism or... He's got Sp- Spock out on an ice planet. He's like, I made him suck my dick for a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> there has been some, some Klingon racism already. Kirk is, a f- he hates the Klingon. Mm-hmm. Good reason. Well, they killed his son. Yeah. Also, this movie will probably have a runtime of two hours and 38 minutes, mm-hmm. and I don't want it. Yeah. Oh, maybe there'll be an intermission. Maybe it'll be four hours long. Be limited release. 70 millimeter only. Yep. He'll spell everything wrong, but just a little bit, so you can still make it out. <laughs> the story yeah, the... will be told in segments all over the place. Yeah, it's very two parts. Back to back with intermission. And then, of course, a 16 millimeter cut, a director's cut. As much as I hated Chapter One, Hateful Eight, <clears throat> I'm so excited. Nirandia. You guys, they, they would start with Chapter Ten, out, and then go to three, right? Yeah, and seven, and then four, and then two, and then nine, and then one, yeah, and then ten, yeah. And they would skip the rest. Chapter Eight, just like I did. The Icy Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> with these, like, <laughs> with these mega franchises. Why don't they just, why isn't it just common practice just, you know, just to hand each one off to a different, you know, high class director and be like, go ahead, put your spin on it. We've already done 20 of these things, like with Bond and stuff like that. But they also didn't say no to him. Like he went into J.J. Abrams and pitched him something and they didn't say no. 
So that should be included in the conversation, right? Yeah, well, we're overlooking that Tarantino is at his very core and overtly on the surface, a huge nerd. Oh, he's a super fanboy. Yeah. So, like, he does, I'm sure, have, like, a genuine deep love that will come out in some way that I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, I'm going to hate it. And with that, Daniel, it's time for the Q&A. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) Okay, Um, tonight is the annual uh, box office bombs. Oh, it's my favorite. After Ah. this episode, they're all crap until January 19th. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this is where we revisit what we chose last year. We talk about some results from last year and we try to predict the box office bombs of next year. Does anyone remember what was what was nominated last year or what Sad Sack thought might be the predicted bombs from last Ben-Hur. year? Uh, you're going Ben-Hur? back to, to 2016 there, I pal. I that was too long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's too old, yeah. Really? These yeah. are going to be relatively fresh and you're going to get Uh-oh. tripped out by the ones that came out like early 2017. Batman versus Superman. No. That was, was that not okay. I'm just gonna tell you because you yeah, see, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> okay, monster trucks. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah, what even happened? What happened to that? I don't remember that coming out. Um, yeah, monster trucks had a 125 million dollar budget. If you'll remember, uh, I, and I don't expect you to, but the intern said, "Oh yeah, it'll make money. Kids will go to it." <laughs> intern sounds so Canadian coming out of. Nathan's mouth. Bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really. <laughs> Huge bomb. 61 million worldwide gross. A total loss of $63 million. Wait, you're doing oh. it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. How am I doing it wrong? Aren't we supposed to guess which one was the actual biggest bomb first before you tell us the numbers? You can guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to know what they are, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> the game show host is like half drunk, like, I don't know, whatever. How many bottles no. have you finished? The name of the game, the name of the game is to predict what's going to be the bomb next year. It's not. Oh, you're just trying to save face for the fact you already fucked it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to fuck it up further. I'm going to tell you, Monster Trucks is the, uh, is, is the winner of the nominations that we proposed, but it's not oh, the okay. overall. It's not, well, I mean, it. It's definitely in the running for what could be the bomb. Sure, they must just had zero money left over for marketing because I didn't see anything about it. I didn't even know it released in theaters. Did it even? Well, it came out in January when we were talking about it. So there's that. Mm, Okay. Okay. So Wonder. Do you guys remember Wonder? Yeah, Yeah, there's lots of people talking about it. With like a fucked up face. It's been nominated for makeup or something. Yeah, during the podcast last year, uh, Daniel went silent for a while, and then he was like, oh, mask. That's what it was. <laughs> that share movie. It's the same thing. And, it is. That's right. And yeah. Um, so that wonder, makes me powder. You know, wonder. Okay, I'll, I'll be more cryptic for the rest of them, okay, Amanda? No, um, I feel like you. I already fucked it up. Fifty Shades Darker I threw in there just for Amanda to laugh. And she did laugh, and it was funny. But let's be honest, it's not a bomb. Uh, the flat, gem. the Flatliners remake, which oh, both that was, that was both Daniel and Amanda chose the Flatliners remake. Oh wow! So we we chose a contender, right? Nathan and Chelsea both chose Monster Trucks. The intern, this is what the intern 
Um, I'm going to play you a little clip here of what the intern said. Hmm? As soon as I find it. (laughs) Nathan, I I don't think any of these are actually going to bomb. I think they're all going to make money. Monster Trucks is going to bomb. I wonder if Monster Trucks is going to make money. Yep, there's little kids that are going to go watch that garbage. You think so? You hear that? Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. (laughs) Stand by it. It made $40 million worldwide. What did? When's the last time any of us made $40 million? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No, it made $61 million worldwide. Oh, even even more. (laughs) Uh, The Emoji Movie was a candidate, and the Resident Evil, the final chapter, is what the intern chose after saying none of them would bomb and he entered his own entry and said <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Resident Evil the final chapter is what he said. So. Didn't that go direct to DVD? So um I'm just gonna give you the outcome of all of those so that we all know where we're at. And then we're gonna talk about what the real ultimate bomb was of twenty seventeen. Okay? Okay. Okay. So Monster Trucks, yes it bombed. It was a sixty three million dollar in the whole movie. Would you guys like to be reminded about what classifies or how we quantify what a box office bomb is yes uh regale us okay are you saying are, are so for the bomb is this like cost ratio like how much money yeah, they put you. into lost because thank if it you. is i'm guessing ben her oh yeah, you i was mean, just saying that too thank you intern. is it a net loss or a yeah. gross loss how am i calculating this yes i agree that needs to be discussed. I am calculating this. Domestic, or are we talking global? Mm-hmm. Another great question here. What's the Another. theater release numbers? Another great question. The number that I'm going with is <laughs> worldwide box office minus reported budget. So this doesn't account reported for reported budget. Reported estimate. Yeah, es- estimated budget. Whatever. Mm. Mm. It doesn't sound like a solid figure. Sure. Oh, hold on now. Nathan <laughs> no. has an IMDb Pro Plus membership. <laughs> Okay. All right, fuckface. Um, put it in your face and fuck it. <laughs> or, um, if you don't want to, put it in your fuck it bucket. Okay. <clears throat> so, worldwide gross versus estimated production budget, Monster Trucks, $63 million to the negative. Wonder. Anybody got a guess? Oh, that shit made money. $40 million budget. $100 million. $20 million production budget. So far... 200 million worldwide gross. Positive. It's going to make more. It's still playing. 180. It's just fucked up faces. 50 Shades Darker, $55 million production budget, 381 million. That's right. That's a pretty big explosion. And Nathan loved the portion of the film that he saw. Yeah, he told me. I was like, whoa. It's amazing what you can do with uh, filming one room, one chair, one room. Oh, it's gone full-on primetime soap opera mm. with a huge budget. Yeah, didn't like, they have like yeah. a helicopter like fly? I yeah. don't know. No. Yeah, it's a huge budget soap opera, so it's, yeah, it's perfect for like a commentary <laughs> track. <laughs> Flatliners remake. What's the prediction here? Mm, that seems like a weird middle budget movie too. Like, I feel like it's like a $40 million. I think it probably made about $80 million. I think it made maybe, I don't know, $20 million. So it lost money. All right. $20 million production budget and 44 worldwide gross. Oh, so it made some money. It doubled its money. So Double. after advertising, it, it broke even. Well, I'm, I have it as a plus 24 because we're not assessing the advertising costs. Okay. I feel like that would really add some legitimacy to this game, though. <laughs> really dig deep. I don't have access to that information. Oh, the Great Wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
You're forgetting that it was made by Chinese people for Chinese people. Okay. Okay. I'm just uh, saying, saying that was one of the, the nominees. I could look that one up. No, Matt Damon's Chinese. <laughs> no, he's not okay. even supposed to be Chinese. No, Dan was just a he's smart ass. To be a white guy. No, I'm going to look it up right now. He's supposed to be a white guy. It's uh, my dad's favorite movie last year. <laughs> was it seriously? Yeah. Yeah, he bought it in 4K. Really? He watched it. I watched it twice with him. So you also like it? No, I watched it twice with him. So you okay. didn't walk away the second time. Because well, you because you promised the new 4K player. I couldn't just walk away from the first movie to be put into the 4K player. Because you prompted me, I have prepared the numbers <laughs> for the Great Wall. Would you like to know what they are? Uh, yes. I'm I'm over. Okay. 150 million production budget, worldwide gross of 334 million. So less than 50 shades. <laughs> that's how we're china uh no actually 50 shades is uh no you're right 381 right okay yeah yeah and plus i mean if we're talking about uh discrepancy and ratio then yes absolutely big time 50 shades uh because 50 shades knows how to spend money right i mean the great wall what the fuck did they spend 150 million dollars on 380 million kinds of fucked up uh the great wall itself <laughs> and uh, some weird lizards okay <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, the Emoji Movie, fifty million dollar budget, and it grossed one point five billion. <laughs> <laughs> yep, two hundred sixteen million worldwide, a positive one sixty six. And just for the intern, intern, what was the production budget of Resident Evil: colon, The Final Chapter, and what did it gross worldwide? Uh, I'm guessing its budget was like six hundred million, and it grossed uh, fourteen. Forty million. So- Forty million production budget. Yep. Three hundred and seven oh, million wow. worldwide. Plus two sixty seven. Big time fail. Wow. So in terms of the game wow. last year, Nathan and Chelsea both chose monster trucks. Nathan and Chelsea are the reigning champions from I feel like Chelsea champions. for sure won, but in terms of Nathan, it's sort mm-hmm. of like you rigged the game against us. So like, Zach Studios pre- prepares all of this. All of these movies. <laughs> Made money except one I didn't... that happened to already be out when you formed the game. <laughs> right. no. Rather convenient for well, the producer. Hey, because I am a gentleman. What was the second one? Underbelly exposed. I will back down because I am a gentleman. And Chelsea, you can you can remain as the sole champion. I, I don't need these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need them. What was the actual loser? Okay, so... 2017, The Real Bombs. Here we go. Was it Monster Trucks or other candidates are King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword? Yes. The Promise, starring Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale. Don't know what that is. No idea. Stronger, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. The Lost City of Zed, Suburbicon, The House, A Cure for Wellness, or Colossal? Colossal made money, I think. Where was the the first one? These are... All bomb. Oh, they are. Um, oh, fuck. Um, King Arthur. That's tough. I don't know. Yeah, I think for sure King Arthur. King Arthur. They spend pro- a shit ton of money on that movie. Production budget of 175 million. It grossed worldwide 140 for a negative of 34 Ooh. million. It's not so, that bad. Not as bad as Monster Trucks. Lost City of Zed. Lost City of Zed. $30 million production budget, worldwide gross of $17 million, loss of 12 Jake Gyllenhaal, stronger. <laughs> that was the loser? $30 million production budget, worldwide gross of $4.7 million, oh. a loss of 25 Wow. Wow. I believe that 
it deserves some sort of like asterisk side award for being the most inept. Like, holy shit. Like, 4.7, really? <laughs> Nobody wants to watch this. We went to the theater, three of us. Like, we're, we helped. Oh, yeah. We helped. And it was the worst movie I've ever seen. You put thirty dollars into that bucket. Huh. You're welcome. Oh, the Boston Marathon <laughs> yeah, bombing yeah. movie. <laughs> I was thinking the wrestling one for a really long time, and I was like, I didn't go watch that. Oh, no, people don't like that. That's like when they they like got real into making that movie. Was it United ninety three or Flight ninety three or whatever it was with the, that Nick Cage nine mm. eleven uh, movie? People were like, Nah, we don't we don't really want movies about our tragedies right now. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to go watch a new Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Gets his legs blown off. Mm. Oh. He cries about it a lot. He did oh. cry a lot. He like shat himself. <laughs> a lot of scenes of him trying hey. to get into the hey. bathtub. Okay. Well, long story short, I'm not going to burden it. Okay. I still can't wait to watch it. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to cut to the chase here? Or yes, what? please. All yeah, right. Who's the winner? The Promise, starring Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale. You probably don't even know what it is. We don't. They spent $90 million on it. Oh, no. It never made a lineup, and the worldwide gross was $10 million for a total loss of $79,475,907. Kudos to you, The Promise. Click it. Where was the marketing? Who distributed that, and uh, are they still around? (laughs) Uh, This is Open Road Films. Uh, So I'm guessing no. They're done? This is... Bankrupted? Yeah, it's, that's a bankruptable offense. It's Came pretty crazy. April. Yeah, set during the last days of the Ottoman Empire, the promise follows a love triangle between Michael, a brilliant medical student, the beautiful and sophisticated Anna, and Chris, a renowned American journalist based in Paris. I mean, it sounds like a snooze fest, but come on, these are yeah. Why why bankable. didn't I see an there's a like a fucking commercial for this? A big period piece with with big names that everyone was like, what? I know what I'm getting everyone for Christmas next year. (laughs) It was on TV last night after I did the, after Sad Sack did the prep for this. I turned around and it was on the fucking TV. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm going to do a quick shout out here to get out. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got it. Never mind. Let's move on. Best actress, Margot Robbie. (laughs) I'm going to do a quick shout out to get out. Oh yeah. Get Out had a production budget of 4.5 million and has grossed 254 million worldwide. Horror is where you make the money. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen it? Has everybody on this podcast seen loved Get it? Loved it. Watched it. Yep. Loved it. Good. Exceptional. All right. So your candidates for 2018, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, the Overboard remake. Oh God, yes. I'm already mad about yeah, it. Starring yeah. Anna Faris and some Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a little racist. Just kidding. It's Oscar Isaac. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot to play the back in time thing. I was going to be like, hey, remember last year? <laughs> and it has a, has a cute little Chelsea laugh in it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's the detail. Uh, all right. Number two, live action Barbie. Oh, that's just going to make money. Uh, yeah. Oof. A ton of money. Didn't How many different Barbies are going to be in there? What, Amanda? Didn't Amy Schumer back out of it? She did. Who is it now? Tentatively, Anne Hathaway. How did, it's going to come out this year, but they don't know who the Barbie is? It's coming out in August. They can make that shit in four weeks. Uh, Ridley Scott just reshot a whole fucking film. And- <laughs> I know, but I mean, <laughs> come on. And a whole film, I mean. Like, I'm not Christopher Plummer's in every scene. Cool. <laughs> Seems like they're, they should have an actress. <laughs> yeah. Know. 
Well, my my IMDb Pro Plus account says that it's Anne Hathaway, so I'm going to go with that. Number three, The Meg, big, huge, giant shark movie starring Jason Mm -hmm. Statham with a $150 million budget. What? That's, uh (laughs) uh-oh. It's coming out Shark Week? I have no idea. It should, if it wants any chance. Yeah, it should. He's right. Although I will say this. Sharknado trilogy? All I'll tell you is this. Look up 47 meters down because it made money. And nobody knew anything about it or who was in it. But it was about it was about water and beasts under the water. Yeah, but did it have a budget of $150 million? Nope, didn't have that. Didn't have Jason Statham either. Hmm. Uh, number four. $5.5 5 for uh, 47 meters down. <laughs> <laughs> How much money did it make? I have no idea. I don't have pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Gross. $44 million. There you go. That's impressive for a shark movie. Okay, number four, and keep King Arthur in mind, Robin Hood colon Origins. Mm. Who's in it? Taron Edgerton is Robin Hood from Kingsman, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn is the Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, I'm going to pay to watch it. That's going to make money. Mm, Depends what the budget is. I don't have that information. I only have budget information for the Meg. Yeah, you sure? This sounds like Monster Trucks all over again, intern. (laughs) Yeah, I think the Meg is probably going to be the winner then. Number five, the girl in the spider's web. We're going to not not my favorite Mara. We're gonna we're gonna skip over the other two movies that David Fincher didn't do. We're gonna go right to the fourth one. We're gonna recast everybody, and we're gonna expect everybody to care about it. Yeah, it didn't. Isn't this a little bit late? Doesn't no one care about this anymore? It was a really franchise that like just never took off, right? Rooney Mara wanted to continue playing that character, and she was fucking awesome. What the hell? Odd. Number six. And this one's for the you intern. I don't really think this is going to be a bomb, but Sad Sack seems to be just taunting you all the time. Uh, Smallfoot animated movie about a Bigfoot. <laughs> oh. oh, that's going to make money. That's going to make my money. I, I can't gonna... wait to watch that. I think that one's going to make money. I think Sad Sack is just having fun with you on that one. Oh, is that like yeah. Time? It's like Littlefoot's cousin. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Smallfoot, like it, it's from the... Uh, the movie is from the perspective of a Bigfoot, and Smallfoot refers to a human. So, right, yeah. forbidden love. Yeah, oh, I really hope he steps on a human in cartoon so form. It's the shape color. of water, but with a Sasquatch. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. And then they're they're gonna do the a hair dance, parts and the a dance comes scene out. on ice. Excuse me, a dance scene with skates on ice and snow falling. Okay, yeah. uh, black and white. Okay, uh, number seven, Johnny English three. Whoo! About time. Been finally and waiting and finally the jungle book oh you didn't know that there's two versions of the jungle book I one did. by disney and one by warner brothers <laughs> yeah there is uh it's coming out this year the jungle book because we want another one we didn't just have one like three but years ago no, the new one's we, got benedict in it 2016 yeah and now we're going to do another one, and it's going to have a whole bunch of other people in it. And they already made it. They already finished it, like, several years ago, and they're releasing it now. Eventually, the same 12 movies are going to be remade every year with new cast, and that's all we'll ever get. And then we'll have, like, really bad years where it's like, oh, it just happened that this is the, like, all-female every movie year, and mm-hmm. we all, you know, drive off a cliff. Right. Uh, I'm going Robin Hood origin. I've already seen lots of like what <laughs> articles, and so that's or Jungle Book. I don't know Jungle Book strong contender. There's a bunch in there that sound like they got big budgets and potential to just absolutely fail. 
Well, it's going to be a surprise, possibly. We might get fucked by a promise type movie. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that the bigger the budget, the harder the fall in some situation. I, I just want to say I like the new Ghostbusters and Mega. I liked the new Ghostbusters too. I just don't see the point of remaking movies with women when you could just make new movies with women. I think it's insulting yeah. to say that you need an original, like you need to remake something that was with men for people to see it. I think that's more insulting as a woman. Right. We're, women aren't <laughs> quite popular enough for their own yeah. original content yet. <laughs> We're working on it though. That's well, Although, gender swap, progress. gender swap overboard would be, would be, uh, is that what it is? It looks so bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a gender swap. It's a gender swap. Ugh. Just you just you last night you said remake of Overboard to me and I was instantly disgusted and now I didn't think I'd be more disgusted and I just was. <laughs> that being said, after my rant, Ocean's Eight looks really good actually. Yeah, I was gonna say that it does. Yeah, I'm less bothered by it than I thought I'd be. It looks really good. So, intern, did you lock in on the Meg? Yeah. And who locked in on Robin Hood? Amanda. Yep. And uh, Chelsea, what are you locking in on? Uh, Robin Hood sounds good. I'm gonna go Robin Hood too. Okay, and how, how big budget does Overboard look? What's the budget on Overboard? Uh, the, it looks like it's made by Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean, Nathan? It means uh, like a Mexican cut. cinema movie. Beautifully. No, it means that what it means, and I'm not being racist, despite <laughs> what everyone out there is thinking right now. I took a closer look at it. I was like, who is this guy? This no-name guy in the main role, and. Then I looked closer, and it's made by you know them. What? His people? His his people. I'm I'm feeling racist. Yeah, because because he's... I don't know if it's for sure Mexican. I know that it's. You're just continuing to dig this hole. He's probably it's, Argentinian or something. It's it's, it's Espanol for sure, and. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan real racism is quiet. Hispanic, right? Is that the right word? Is it the PC word? I'll write that down. All right. Okay. So it's it's Hispanic produced, and it's and that's why the main actor is Hispanic, and she's like their you know the person they've hired to be the gender swap overboard thing. And if it doesn't make like it's not going to make any money in the states, it's not going to make any money worldwide. Is the kid like a big deal in South America? Or? He might be. He might be, and that's that's maybe going to give it enough to not be the biggest bomb. So that's why yeah. I think. Well, Pantaleon films. Hang, hang on, guys. Yeah. Nathan, can you start this whole conversation again? But at the beginning, just say, I don't want to sound racist, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a second here. Daniel, what's what's your choice? Meanwhile, I'm going to look up and try to fix what I've done. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. After, after, after looking at that movie on IMDb, I think Nathan might be right. This looks like a limited release, maybe love project or something. Maybe this guy just loved this movie. Hard to tell. MGM look, is involved. Look, Regardless, this... I got to go with the Meg, I think. $150 million shark movie. There's no way. I can't be racist anymore, okay? Bob Fisher and Rob Greenberg? I can't be racist anymore because if you look up the production company that's making Overboard, they're making a movie called The, Mexer- the Mexercist. Well, Mexercist. I'm worried. Okay. Well, but at the top, what? it says in brackets U.S. Next to Pan. Yeah, they're based in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to specialize in Mexican things. I don't know what's going. I feel like I've dug a hole very deep. Yeah, it's being directed by Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's choosing the Meg. I'm gonna choose the girl in the spider's web because I don't think anyone's gonna even know what to do with that. 
oh, I have to watch the three... Oh, wait, I have to watch the David Fincher one, and then I have to watch two foreign movies, and then I have to watch the Spider's Web? What am I going to do? You're going to not watch it. It's going to fucking bomb. It's Girl in the Spider's Web for me, please. Yeah, they made a mess of it. And with that, I think we've summed it up. Actually, intern, did you say, say anything? I don't remember if you talked. I said Meg. You said Meg. Okay. The fish movie. So Daniel and the intern are siding with the Meg. And Chelsea and Amanda are going Robin Hood Origins, and I'm going Rogue with the Girl in the Spider's Web. Great box office bomb edition this year, folks. And uh, Chelsea, oh, I was going to say she missed your comment about this being the only episode you look forward to, but she's not here. Perfect. <laughs> You've been talking directly into that microphone, didn't notice her leave? Well, she's, you know what? I think it's time for a battle cry. What do you guys think? Wait, mm-hmm. where, is she coming back? Who, me? On show night. Yeah. The podcast is Nathan's girlfriend. What happened just now, Chelsea, is I said um, I was going to share with you, with you <laughs> something that Amanda said before when you left, and I turned around and you were gone. So <laughs> <laughs> she said she said that this episode, the box office bomb episode, is the only one that matters, and that she ceases to uh, to care about the other episodes and looks forward to January of next year. So I thought it'd be funny, and now I'm just. <laughs> I'm reiterating. I'm racist and dumb. <laughs> I didn't even leave stealthily. I like tripped over my headphone <laughs> wire. <laughs> anyway. Does anybody want to hear a battle cry and get yes. try to salvage this? Okay. Yeah. Turbo! Kid. Mm. Okay, so our headliner tonight is starring Liam Neeson, and it is called The Commuter. The Commuter. Here we Go. I beg your pardon. Thank you. It's my first time on a commuter train. What about you? Every day, last 10 years. You must know everyone on this train. The regular commuters, mostly. Let's do an experiment. Experiment. It's just a simple hypothetical question. What's that? What kind of person are you? What if I asked you to do one little thing? Would you do it? I'd want to know what kind of thing. Someone on this train does not belong. You don't know what they look like. All you have to do is find them. Why would I do it? There would be a reward. You're kidding me. 
Don't leave the train before finding them. Don't tell anyone about this offer. They're watching you. Don't make me hurt someone you love. I am not gonna do this. You have no idea who you're up against. They will kill you, your family, and everyone on that train. You want to live? You stop this goddamn train now. You have until next stop to decide. What kind of person are you? Nathan, worried or excited? <laughs> I am Liam Neeson's swan song excited. What do you mean swan song? This is his retirement from action movies. He's not going to do another action movie after this. This is my last chance to say that I'm excited about Liam Neeson kicking some ass. And I also like movies that are based on trains as per source code and as per... Taking a pill on one, two, three. Sure. And also the the snow one. What was the snow one? Is it Unstoppable? Oh, I liked Unstoppable too. Snow I piercer. love trains. Snow Pierce. Mo- I love train movies. I'm train excited and I'm swan song Liam Neeson excited. Chelsea? Um, good question. I'm not excited. <laughs> 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 I just, I don't get it. I don't like that. I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's just Liam Neeson jumping out of an exploding commuter car at the end there was concerning. Uh, I don't know. I just, I actually think it's kind of a cheap ploy that Liam Neeson's going to come crawling back to action. Yeah, in there's six something months. weirdly empty feeling about this one. <clears throat> Who's the main actress? Vera Farmiga. Yeah, I don't know. She's not doing it for me. Although, okay, earlier when I watched this trailer, there's a girl in this um, in the trailer, and she's from Black Mirror. She's from Black Mirror season four, and I'm excited to see her in something because she was really good in that. So worried in summation. I would like to elaborate that she said, "Who was the black girl in that trailer?" And the intern said, "Quote." There was a black person in that trailer? There were several, but she was the only one with lines, I think. And she was she is black. I know. I was just I was pigeonholed as being racist earlier. I thought I would include him. But I feel like I by bringing re- it I don't up, recall like made yourself more racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like spiteful, like he's racist too. <laughs> Amanda? Oh, I'm uh hard, hard worried. <laughs> I just I've not, I actually, and this is sad because I probably should have seen at least the first Taken by now, but I've not seen any Liam Neeson action flick. What? I'm sure oh. some of them are good, but I, are good, but I feel like it's been diminishing returns for a while now. And this one does, it just seems really kind of gimmicky and um, the kind of thing where it's like, if you just don't engage with this woman, you don't have a problem. Like, put in your headphones. No, no. Like a normal person. (laughs) That train's going to derail, and you better be on the right side of what's happening. And the only way to do that is to engage. It's already already off the rails for me, worried. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, diminishing returns, that's a keen observation because that's exactly the case. But also, 
they're all reasonably watchable. All these action movies with Liam Neeson, but unknown and nonstop are a couple that came out before this one. And he's very much in these similar scenarios where it's like, what's happening? And then running around and <laughs> messages being shoved under the, under the door and heavy breathing and some punches. But the problem was, was that it was cool and taken because he was an older guy that had that was like a retired fucking killer. So when it came time to kick ass, he kicked ass. Now he's just sort of like, oh, dad, that got thrown into a situation. So he can throw some punches and that's all fun, but there's no kicking ass element. So then it's really just boiled down to sort of like a gimmicky thriller. And so I'll probably catch this on Netflix sometime worried, but just barely, barely worried. In turn. Um, so the reason that I didn't notice certain people in this trailer. Certain people, certain black because people. Certain black no, people. Just, what just kind of people? people? What kind of people? <laughs> any kind of people. Is because I was rolling my eyes and had a hard time actually watching the trailer. Mm, I see what you did. I didn't even make it through the trailer. I've seen it three times supposedly now, and I roll my eyes at the same moments every time. What moments? Missed half the trailer. So yeah, you didn't see the second half of the trailer. Nathan, can you confirm? Are there any Mexicans in the second half of the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> there are no Mexicans. There are black people too. There's I a male and a female. Armin Trout. I are no Mexicans worried <laughs> about the commuter. Okay. We we already this is know one that one train I'm not taking. I do love the train puns though, so it does give us that. Nonstop into the unknown. <laughs> Shallow graves. Or what was that one called? Oh yeah, there was a graveyard one. It was like buried deep in a shallow grave or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Non-stop into the unknown. That's great. And the train I'm not taken. I get that too. <clears throat> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible shit. Good work. Particular <laughs> with with my particular set of skills, we'll be moving on to uh, away from this gray wolf. Yeah. Uh, the gray. Away from the gray is what it should have been. Oh. You failed. Anyway, actually, I've heard the gray is probably one of the best ones, and I haven't seen it. So hey, everybody. Go check out the gray. Yeah. Let's watch the second trailer. Uh, in the teeter position, 12 strong, starring Chris Hemsworth, Michael Shannon, and Michael Pena. Twelve strong. Here we go. You taking me to school again? Uh huh. And picking you up. Daddy. Two planes have crashed into the World Trade Center, and What is that? A part of some drill? Ain't no drill. Nineteen men attacked our country. The twelve of you will be the first ones to fight back. How do you love your family and leave them to go to war? I have two hours. I'll be really quick. Not a chance. Holding out is the only way I can guarantee you come back to me. War's gonna be over like a week. <laughs> I don't care how long you're gone, as long as you come back.
teaming up with the general of the Northern Alliance that we know nothing about. General, you show me exactly where we're going. Well, what are the mountains? We take horses. All right, who's ridden before, anyone? Summer camp when I was nine. Spring break when I was pretty hammered. Does it have a name? The name? Hey, this will be fun. We're outnumbered. 50,000 Taliban and Al-Qaeda fighters. We're on our own. I can't order anyone to do this. You want to surrender? Keep your finger on the trigger. Stay there. Oh, God. There's no playbook here. We have to write it ourselves. I ain't losing one man on this team. You could stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. We're fighting with horsemen against tanks. The greatest weapon in history is this. There ain't no easy way out. If you die, that's a letter you and your wife are gonna wish you wrote. Twelve Strong, the declassified true story of the horse soldiers. Intern, we're excited. Well, I won't back down. And uh, I feel like the glory shot was the horse standing up with the dust on the saddle. Mm -hmm. uh, That was a beautiful beautiful moment in cinematic history um i really like that jerry bruckheimer is bringing uh recent historical events uh he started with uh benghazi and the secret soldiers the declassified secret soldiers and uh has now moved on to the the horsemen warriors the 12 the 12 horsemen you told me and that you the, liked it that you liked the 13 one no no uh it was done okay I wouldn't Jim say from that the I, office. I liked it. I didn't hate it. Michael Shannon's in this. Something about Michael it being... Michael Shannon is in this. Something about it this? being the best movie from that lineup, I believe, is what you said. <laughs> Shitty lineup. <laughs> uh, Whoa. <laughs> it was okay. This looks like it will be the exact same thing. Um, I actually forget a lot about the Benghazi one, except for the line of, uh, just give me some guns and a bag of cash. Uh and I'm, I'm sure this will do the exact same thing. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for this. I'm worried that I'll be watching this and I'll enjoy moments of it. Probably three. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, war movie, number one, usually not interested. Uh, number two, recent historical event that probably hasn't even been completely fully understood. And then we're going to dramatize it and put a bunch of fancy music on it. Uh, no, thank you. And despite all the good actors in this, still no thanks. Just movies just like this just weird me out. We were talking about it earlier. Worried. Amanda. Oh, worried. Um, I, I had a harder time with this than I have with other ones like this. Uh, because of the cast, I, you know, I love me some Shannon, Hemsworth, and Pena. So they're selling me a little bit. But then I don't know how well the three of those people work together. But But Amanda... Hmm. Think about all the crying wives. Oh, there's going to be so many crying there's wives at home. Mm-hmm. So it's like many. at least four. Lots of American flags flapping in the wind. It's always windy at the at wife's house. <laughs> <laughs> and he always has a cordless telephone from 1992. Infants. Always newborn baby infants. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it just I'm not interested. I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to pretend like I'm excited. I do like the people in it, but that's it. Worried. Chelsea? You know, I think I'm going to hold out for the gender swap version of this movie. <laughs> 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 just going to wait. I'm going to sit on it. And until then, I'm going to say I'm worried. If Sad Sack wasn't forcing me to watch this trailer, I would have shut it off after 30 seconds. Do not care. I have considered saying excited. And had I gone first, I might have convinced myself to do so. Because I asked myself questions. Like? Like, what is Chris Hemsworth, Michael Shannon, and Michael Pena doing in this movie? These movies make money. And then... I ask myself, well, what was Michael Pena doing with Nicolas Cage in World Trade Center? I He's don't think... Doc for these movies. I Yeah, I'm not sure if I can bank my excited on the fact that the three guys are in it. But I like that that's a talking point, that those three guys are awesome. And I recently watched End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michael Pena. <laughs> and Lord. Hey, Daniel, have you seen End of Watch? Yeah. <laughs> you have? Hard. Yeah, 100%. We watched it together. Oh, oh God. Oh, something's happening. Fucking guy. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of a malfunction. Hey, hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. Um, yeah. You know what? End of Watch was surprising to me. And Michael Pena is awesome. He shows up all over the place. Well, his relationship seemed like the most genuine <laughs> one. I got, I don't know. My mind starts walking down weird avenues. And I start thinking, really? You're going to hold out on him? Before he goes, you're going to make him rub one out in the desert? What if he dies? It's your mm. last chance to, to go down on that. You know, it's the last, last chance for an icy what? dagger. What are we talking about? <laughs> he says, life of pain, yeah. she holds out on him in the trailer. She says, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait till you're back. That's how I can guarantee. Like, yeah. I'm not going to give you my vagina because I know that you're going to fight like hell to get back to my vagina if I don't give it to you. Tonight. I don't know. There's lots of goats out oh there. Daddy's just like God. doing then, opium with Afghani whores. And then you start walking down the path of, okay, the movie's called 12 Strong. Hemsworth says in the trailer he's not going to lose a single guy. If he does lose a guy, like it looks like Michael Shannon gets blown up halfway through. And if that <laughs> happens, then they're not 12 Strong unless they add some Afghanis in there to make them whole again, which causes a or, whole other conversation. Or hmm. Hall shows up and makes... <laughs> Stronger. Excited. Excited. <laughs> Only um, half of them? Oh, sorry. You were just proposing that he shows up. Okay, then I'm worried. Okay. Okay. Okay, in the fulcrum tonight, we have a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Inside. Well, we got to rely on the fulcrum to bring this lineup back again. Running theme. Save the episode. <laughs> Used to have to run away for these and inside. Here we go. So what are we gonna name her? How about Zoe? No, I don't think so. That's sweet. <laughs> she what? just kicked. Feel it. <laughs> Except for some internal scrapes, all is well. I don't think I'm capable of doing this by myself. 
Hello? Sooner or later. So is the baby. Okay, Daniel, are you worried or excited about Inside? I'm glad I got to watch this trailer a couple of times because I wasn't sure at first because there was something nagging at the back of my uh, back of my brain. And I figured it out upon the second viewing is that this is a remake. This really? is a remake of a foreign horror movie that most assuredly did this better. Um, but that said, this doesn't look awful. This could be way worse. There's something to this. It's got a little bit of uh, pulp to it. But there's something about the way the villain, the lady, the lady intruder that's there to steal her baby. Something about the way that she's just, I don't know, walking around, dragging scissors on stuff. She's probably like singing soft lullabies under her breath. And like, that shit's not scary. And this movie... If you're, if it's gonna be a remake of the one from like ten years ago, needs to be fucking dark and fucking violent, like more violent than you can handle almost. So this definitely is watered down compared to that. I, I'm gonna have to go worried on this. <laughs> Just when you were saying she's walking around dragging scissors on things, I pictured her like cutting a snowflake <laughs> out of a folded piece of paper. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now will come baby cradle and stab and fetus. <clears throat> well, I didn't know this was a remake, so that's interesting. I do know that they made it a while ago, and they've been looking. Um, they're they're choosing to release it now, or they're just getting the ability to release it now. Yeah, uh, it, it, it 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 sparked my memory because uh, when I worked at the, when I worked at the video store, uh, my employee Greg used to always bring up Inside as a movie that he used to show to people that came over to his house and just fuck with their head. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because the main actress in it actually seems quite appealing. Mm-hmm. Like there's something... That's what I mean. It doesn't look bad. But... Yeah. And the trailer itself is actually kind of terrifying and really affected me. And the use of the hearing aid was very appealing and interesting. And I came away from this trailer thinking, oh, wow, this this could be really good. And I'm going to have to go with my original reaction, which is excited. However, the remake information is very interesting. So maybe I'll try out this one. And if it's really engaging and awesome and I want to go even darker, then I have the option to is how I would be looking at it. Fair enough. Yeah, I think the first half of this movie is going to be really tight. 
with all the stuff leading up to when the lady has her in the chair and she was dragging the scissors. Like, is she going to cut the baby out of her stomach? Is that the point? Yeah. Is that... yeah this, this, this is like, this is based on an actual thing that happened, an actual event. Did the baby survive that? Mm, because... Tough to remember, but it was very bloody. I think the baby does get removed. <laughs> With the scissors? In the real story, yeah. The woman follows another woman home from like the grocery store or something and then just locks her in the house and starts fucking with her head and trying to cut her baby out yeah i agree okay that's fucked up and so i'm gonna say excited but i agree with you that i don't think the woman they cast for the antagonist the psycho lady is psycho enough they're trying to make her into this calm yeah slow walking Mm -hmm. but that only works with like paranormal shit because regular humans and for a woman too she would have to be um stronger and faster I think, then it looks like she is. So Women in horror movies are scary when they're like, when they act without hesitance. So you're just like, why are you walking towards me so fast? Oh, stab. <laughs> Zero emotion in it. That's, that's what's scary. Not you dragging a knife and figure eights across my chest going, don't you think I'm fucking just so insane? Yeah. <laughs> no. I have to say excited about something here. Amanda? So. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh opposite of nathan i think i want to see the original so much now i looked it up it's french and the french know how to scare me mm. they know how to fuck up women in horror movies too. yeah and so i'm i'm really really interested in seeing the the original one but i'm gonna give this one the benefit of the doubt you know i i love home invasions so much this is a womb invasion oh my goodness okay but yeah <laughs> to a weird degree. i do think that the the like hearing aid thing is is used in an interesting way. I could get into that. Um, I hope for some tense moments, and I think it'll be at least passable. Um, so I will go excited. I don't crave the gore like Daniel does, and the violence like Turbo Kid made me uncomfortable. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, that is the- that's that's Daniel's favorite death right there. The- where he pulls the guy's jaw off and shoves it into his face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so beautiful, the umbrella blood. Yeah. No, Chelsea I, liked, I cry almost at that scene. Chelsea liked the what? umbrella blood. She didn't like the jaw being ripped off and being shoved into the person's face. Eyes, throat, genitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she know. was my, my second favorite uh, robot that year. There's mm-hmm. a continuity issue in that scene, but that's fine. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. Uh, one of us. Okay. Intern? I am so, so, so excited to go back to 2007 <clears throat> and watch this Inside movie. I am also excited to watch the the new remake. Um, wow. I do have the feeling, though, because I'll watch them in order. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> this will be like The Eyes of My Mother. Ugh. And The Eyes of My Mother, the Spanish movie... No, not the eyes of my mother. Shit. Martyrs? No, no. The secret in their eyes. The secret in their eyes. Uh, The American one was really bad, comparatively. And if I didn't watch the other one first, it would probably be okay. But I have the feeling that that's going to happen here also. Where this second one is going to be competent, but after watching the original, it's probably going to... I almost wish that Daniel didn't bring up the original. Right? Because this is a good trailer. Because everyone's like, I'm excited to watch the original. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daniel, way to go! Uh, 
I'm excited to watch this, but more excited to watch the original. It's all it's all very interesting. I I I love the uh, the real time realization that this is a remake. That's great. It really opens up the conversation. It allows the intern to obsess about mm-hmm. something again. Add more shit to it, his list. Yeah, Nathan. Mm. Why? Where did this go on your IMDb Pro page? Because it comes up on the regular IMDb page saying it's a remake. So. <laughs> the totter. Uh, yes, moving on to the newly coined um, totter position. Um, teeter. The teeter and the totter. I get it. Yeah. Teeter, totter, fulcrum. You get it. Okay, so totter position is uh, <laughs> is called the strange ones. <clears throat> The Strange Ones. Here we go. Remember, it's all in your head. It's not real. since he's got it, it's been a lie. Well, really, you don't even know who he is. I feel weird. Kind of can't tell. It's like real or a dream. Look at me. Everything from before this trip. Everything. None of it exists. Not unless you want it to. You're just a kid on a camping trip. With your big brother. What's your real name? When I say fire. Why would he lie? Fire. What can you tell me about that? Fire. Who's over there? Intern, worried or excited? Well, I have been waiting for an utterly hypnotic film to come out um, <laughs> for quite some time now. That's uh, been my main goal, and every time I sit down at a theater to watch a movie is to watch an utterly hypnotic one. Um, saying that, this is uh, the second Vertigo film in a row. Yeah, I noticed that too. Vertical, uh, not vertigo. Vertical, yeah. This is, I'm drunk. <laughs> That's a first. So, yeah, I don't know. I The hypnosis is really putting me under here, Nathan. The, the, the quoting persuasion, it's a witch's brew that is utterly, yeah. utterly hypnotic. What was the last one? There was one after that. I don't know. There's a lot of quoting persuasion going on. How about I help you out here? 
Okay. Yeah. So here's the Help deal. Help me out here. The Strange Ones is a short film that was so celebrated that they allowed it to get funded and become a full feature film. So it was a short film that did the festival circuits, and then now it has become a feature. And there is a lot of critical praise. There's also a lot of weird shit going on with the posters, because there was posters for the short film, and now there's posters for the feature. And the uh, trailer is very vague, and it's very interesting to me. I'm just going to steal your spot here, and I'm going to say that I'm very interested in a short film that gets celebrated and turns into a feature and has a trailer that's, yes, trying to persuade you, but... Also, there's a reason, because it's had a long road to get here. So I'm going to say that I'm excited, because I like the style. There's a lot of stylistic things going on in the trailer, and I love the music that they're using, and it just gets gets me. So I'm I'm in. I'm excited. I'll say that I really hope that uh, this isn't, uh, I forget what the name is, a golden deuce for me. I really hope the next one is one I'm excited for. You were excited for the fulcrum. Oh, right. You are are drunk. drunk. (laughs) Thank goodness. I'm worried. Okay. Okay. Chelsea? Um, I'm worried that this movie, that I feel, I'm worried that the short film was really good and that the feature film might be filled with a lot of like long stares (laughs) at nothing. Yeah. We got to eat up some minutes. Jeez. It was 40, 40 minutes of such a great thing and, and another 40 minutes of staring. It's not too long. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It looks like they're running away. They lit something on fire, a house, and it probably killed someone. And there was a man inside. Oh, you know that? It said it on the news. Oh, perfect. Um, okay, and this kid is obviously going to go through some sort of trauma with that. I don't know. It does look interesting, but I'm going to say worried because i feel generally unimpressed with movies lately (laughs) just all movies okay texas (laughs) take this and do something with it oh i am going well okay i want to be excited about this movie because at the time every time we have these like south by southwest you know select blah 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 and all the quoting and the words. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I want to feel this. And I do like the, I, I, well, I love denial, you know, as a thing. You know, <laughs> if you don't acknowledge something or think about it at all, it ceases to exist. You can check the laundry in my closet as living proof. <laughs> but I think it will be slow because they took an idea and apparently dragged it out. And 81 minutes, Amanda. <laughs> uh, 81 minutes, 50 of which are too many. <laughs> I'm out on the strange ones. Worried. Oh, sorry. Daniel, save this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm. It's. It, I, or I put I, a pin in it. There seems like a similarity between this vertical production company and A24. And that they're trying to put out some like thrillers and horrors and the trailers make it seem like it's happening, but then the movies are kind of not up to par. Uh, this one does look more interesting to me than previous just because there's a weird haunting, tripped out feeling. Is anybody else right before the Internet became like a main thing? This like like early 90s. 
there was something about being young in that era right before technology completely took over everything where there was just a super high buzzed awareness energy in the atmosphere but everything was still relatively the same as like the last 70s and that's whenever movies capture that sort of essence that grainy weirdly lit look i'm always drawn in there's something about this that makes me want to say excited but everyone's complaints are accurate so be ballsy honey yeah i guess i'll maybe i'll go excited on this one and hope that this complex web of secrets it turns out to be just that he had a sound clip ready he actually pulled a real gun out of the desk drawer If you said worried, I was gonna, I was gonna fire a gun off. Why? <laughs> so sad. Said ninety-three episode run. Mm. Hey, why not? <laughs> Intern. Seven episodes left. Well, we couldn't continue 50, without you. Nathan. Fifty-seven until one hundred and fifty. Okay. <laughs> well, put that gun away. Okay. In the five hole tonight, a movie with major actors in it. Big time deal. <laughs> Big deal. This movie is huge deal. Um, stars Michael Shannon again. Um, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, Nicholas Holt, Tom Holland. Oh my God! It's about Thomas Edison and you know George Westinghouse and Nikola Tesla, and it was pulled from its release because it was produced by Harvey Weinstein, and we have no idea when it's coming out, but we're gonna do it anyway. The current war in the five hole. Pun intended. The current war. (laughs) Here we go. Thomas Alva Edison. Boys! Trust you brought your checkbooks. So full of ideas, it will take me 12 lifetimes to execute it. I'm working on something now, something so new that the world will never be the same. Hello, I'm George Westinghouse. Edison's new electric system is uh, significantly cheaper than gas. Does that keep you up at night? There's always more to see. We are gonna be big. Edison says he's months away from lighting up the world. Stoves, washing machines, electric carriages. I could do the same thing with electricity that I do with gas. Westinghouse Electric Company. Edison Electric, it has to be. Be rich. At the moment. Vultures in every venture. Gotta keep him away. This is what he thinks of you. Don't let him agitate you. This is how he is. So Westinghouse Electric shall endure. It's a parasite. His current kills people. Only because you said it would. Mr. Edison, if you say something about me or my company again, I would ask that you tell the truth. Automation, transportation, communication. The man that controls that current 
controls that future. Though he may be unfamiliar to you, his studies have demonstrated an understanding of electrical matters unlike anyone I have ever known. Gentlemen and lady. Nikola Tesla. So what's your trade? I fix problems for idiots. Nathan, worried or excited? Well, um, what am I what am I gonna have to say here? I mean it's a biopic. It's got lots of people in it. Um Michael Shannon's my boy. Is it a biopic or like a historical Yeah, that's a good point. It yeah. says biography in the It's it's about a historical time. Does it focus on Edison though? I guess that's what it seems like. Um I don't know. It seems like it's about the transfer from one type of technology to another. And it's going to bring in Tesla, which I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it. I'm actually, I'm excited because I'm interested to learn more about this whole event that took place. Because you hear a lot about how Tesla got fucked over by these guys. And I think that maybe his inventions were stolen. And maybe they were stolen by Westinghouse because Edison had an idea and he was afraid. So he took advantage of Tesla. There, I just told you the story. You don't need to watch it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm also interested in the whole Weinstein uh, subtext here that they delayed it. They were going to release it in the fall. They delayed it. They shouldn't have delayed it because <laughs> mm-hmm. they delayed it. And then the shit hit the fan with Weinstein. And now I think these other companies that are involved are going to have to buy out the Weinstein company in order to release it. And then when do you release it? They probably wait again. So this could be a while before this one comes out. And But I don't see them not releasing it. The intern suggested to me earlier that they, w- they will never release this movie. But it's Shannon and Cumberbatch, and he's ridiculous. I'm excited. Yep. I'm just going to jump right in here because I'm fading a bit. Um, this looks great uh, because I don't particularly care for history. Like, it's not a hobby of mine. It's not something I, you know, get it really gets my motor running. But this particular thing in history I've always found very fascinating. And you know, the battles over who was good and who was bad and who was just opportunistic, those kinds of like human nature, you know, just depends on your perspective kind of things have always uh, interested me. And and, um, I like a great deal. I like the actors. Um, It looks well executed. If it ever comes out, I'm very excited to see it. You excited? Is Chelsea? Yeah, I'm excited too, because I think that Michael Shannon is perfectly cast to be the antagonist in a pissing contest. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch, he might be able to hold his own. I'm interested to see. And um, (coughs) even though it says biography in the uh, genre section of IMDb, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because I do think it's about the historical event and not about the people. So it should be fast paced and it should be quippy and it should hold my interest. And there's something comforting about like old technology starting up like a light bulb or an old TV when you shut it off. I like that. So I'm excited. Intern. Yeah, I miss it. Um, I really am looking forward to uh, Catherine Waterston playing the crying wife Hmm. of uh, Michael Shannon, George Westinghouse. Uh, George Westinghouse would be, I believe, the protagonist in this story, though. Oh, sure. uh, And Edison would be the antagonist. Why? Nikola Tesla is just the guy that gets fucked. Wait, wait, wait. How do you figure? Because 
Edison got the glory by yeah. lying about Westinghouse. Even um, though Westinghouse had the more efficient current, mm-hmm. Edison used the lies and propaganda to win the war. <laughs> yeah. And they See, both, know you know. And ripped off Tesla, Tesla too. Te- Tesla's the guy who has the brains and the ideas. I thought the Edison idea. invented. Okay, I don't know. Never mind. So they, you're they, gonna watch they this movie did it simultaneously, and actually, like the actual, the, the more inventive parts of all this stuff really pre-existed both of them. Yeah. But they refined it and made it actually usable, sort mm. of insane. But it was a war between. Like, AC versus ABC versus DC, direct current versus alternate, alternate current. current yeah. Yeah. So I do want to say this. Michael Shannon, in his little quote on the phone, saying, if you're going to say something about Westinghouse, I prefer that you say something true, mm-hmm. uh, makes me want to have Michael Shannon read to me uh, while I fall asleep. Like, isn't that just like a beautiful voice? Yeah, but like in one of his villain characters and then only reading children's books. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it. It'd be great. This is only an hour and 45 minutes. How can you not be excited? I mean, besides the fact that there's only one woman in it and yeah, she's I'm got used second to billing that and probably of. has like five lines. Well, we can always look forward to the Gender Swap remake. <laughs> right. Nicole, Nicole Tesla yeah. and Eddie May. Yeah, Thomasina Edison. <laughs> Georgina Westing Blouse. Yep. Westing Blouse. We have to change the last name. <laughs> She doesn't have to become a piece of clothing. <laughs> Women, Mexicans, what's next? Um, I'll say that I, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I'm so I, I didn't do a lot of thinking on this one. A lot of thinking of how I would react maybe in the future to this movie. Because this almost, this so reminds me of another movie that's in the same vein, historical fiction. It's got a cool story that it covers and it probably over-dramatizes everything. But it's called Tucker, The Man in His Dreams. Oh, love Tucker. And this movie kind of reminds me of that. I feel like they'd be next to each other in like the genre section at a video store. And Tucker is a movie that I saw in school, like under force, and like wasn't really impressed with it or or found it that memorable. And then over time, I've come to really like it. And I get that vibe from this movie, too. So I have a feeling that I might start worried and go excited so i'll just jump ahead and go ahead and say excited does the intern now have to watch tucker the man in his dream mm-hmm. i feel like this reminds me of the imitation game and one last that thing that too. i yeah. really want to say is that i'm really looking forward to the remake of the this movie with the same title the current war um that's about weinstein jerking off in front of women Right, but it's gender reverse, so it's just women just like rubbing one out real grotesquely over scared <laughs> boys. Oh. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Weinstein, what are you doing? Oh, you want to be a star, don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, one and all, cool million, we welcome you to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, where we discuss the burden list and the intern archive update. Intern, 
unpaid employee, please explain to us not only the rules of the burden list, but I would like you to read over the new rules regarding your burden list as well. Uh, the burden list is a list of items that need to be appreciated and require the insight and understanding of a gentleman or a gentle lady in order to be removed from the list. Um, if I scroll down here, uh, there's some shit about shit. And it says uh, rules and regulations, one, blah, blah, Daniel's burden list, two, movies can blah, blah, mistletoes <laughs> or vampires, three, movies will no, blah, no, no, blah, no, no, after no, their no. feud. No. Yeah, please, that's about it. Please read them thoroughly. The rules and regulations regarding the intern's burden list. Number one. The number of movies on the intern's burden list must always be equal to or greater than the total number of movies on both Nathan and Daniel's burden lists. That's stupid. Number two. Number two. Movies cannot be burdened back if they contain mystical beasts or vampires. <laughs> number three. Movies will not always be taken off the intern's burden list after they are viewed. With an asterisk. Asterisk. A asterisk. Subject to being in compliance with rule number one and also subject to the discretion of Nathan Daniel and Sad Sack Studios. I feel like uh, Chelsea and Amanda really need to take over this whole section. <laughs> and uh, and the, the sack producers need a kick in the sack. Now, yeah. Sad Sack told me that the reason why these rules and regulations were, in, were put in place is because um, you went rogue. You started doing things with your archive update um, that allowed you to remove whatever you wanted to off of your own burden list and have things replaced. And they just didn't like where this was going. There's, so they decided... Yeah, you, you became oh, like, a, like a rogue deep state in this tight little government. You know, I can't wait to give both you guys a little ice dagger for a present. <laughs> oh, in the bum. <laughs> Well, my own little hot pockets. Well, just let me let me make some chili or something first, you know. Yeah. What? He uh, wants a hot anyway. pocket in my ass, so I gotta eat some chili so I can get the runs. God. Right. Oh. That's the good all meat. Oh, I thought I was gonna stick my dick in the chili and then in your ass. Can I just say that there are too many movies on all of your guys' lists? <laughs> on everybody's list. It's There's just too many. This is why the new intern rules put into place to have some incentive to lessen hours since his yeah. has to equal both. Exactly. Uh, I won't be putting any more movies on your guys' lists ever. Uh, feel free to watch like four or five to get caught up and have this at a regular. <laughs> hey, intern. Five list again. Did you watch any of the movies I put up? Uh, yes. Which one did you watch? I watched Singing in the Rain. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that's where it stands. Because I have some urgent business with you. <laughs> yes. Regarding my selections. Okay. So apparently, 14-year-old Chelsea had horrible taste in movies. Hot Chick is unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it and find out? Yeah, we recorded it and I was like, oh, this will be fun nostalgia. And it's got um, Anna Faris and Rachel McAdams. And I was like, oh, this Rock, should be good. Jesus, I got halfway through and I had, to, I had to turn it off. So I can't, in good conscience, leave it up on your burden list. <laughs> okay. Come yeah, it's also I, weird watching like a 16 or 17 year old girl deal with having a dick. 
Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. She shows it to a lot of people and the yeah, jokes perked up. Yeah. yeah. And when <laughs> and when Rob Schneider's showing all these girls his dick in the movie, I can't help but, you know, factor in all of the recent Hollywood uh, news stories <laughs> and I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I I could actually see Rob Schneider doing this. <laughs> like I could see him being one of these people. So that's really disturbing. Well, Hanging out with Weinstein at the potted plants. Oh, couldn't you see Rob Schneider doing something inappropriate to a woman and getting called out and being having his career ruined? But I we totally already, see that. We already discussed that. Well, actually, that doesn't actually that rule doesn't hold true. Never mind. Okay, but anyways, compiling on top of this is the fact that you call yourself an Edward Norton fan and you've never seen Death to Smoochie. What? No, there's two movies of his I haven't seen. You've never seen Death to Smoochie and you call yourself an Edward Norton okay, fan? Nathan, pipe down. He's never yeah. seen Primal Fear either. I well, they love Primal Fear. <laughs> You've never seen Primal Fear? I love it. <laughs> I've seen it many times. Oh my yeah. god, but you haven't seen Death to Smoochie. I haven't seen Death to Smoochie and I haven't seen Frida. Those are the two movies. Well, of Death his to Smoochie is the one. Oh my god. Nathan, shut up. Unfucking believable. Frida, he's just a cameo in it for like two seconds. Death to Smoochie is going to replace Hot Chick on your burden list. Lovely. And it should be watched Toot Sweet. It's actually on my le- my top five. I have it, so I can I can watch. You have it really quick. Yeah, oh, you're gonna love it. It's really yeah. really well done. Cool. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, you guys can proceed with whatever else you do in this segment. All right, Take Nathan, Daniel. Normally, you guys go up on each other first, so <laughs> I hope one of you has some options for adding another movie to this endless list of movies. <laughs> Or are you leaving it up to us to pipe up, or are you going to give direction? Yeah, Nathan, go ahead. Okay. Give Daniel some options. All right, Daniel, I'm going to try something new this week. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to use you as a tester. Okay. Complete transparency. You can ask whatever questions you want. I don't care. I'll give you whatever information you want. I have three movies that I have never seen that I that interest me and that I also think will interest you. So it's actually setting you up for an opportunity to burden back if you like them enough to do so. But painstakingly sought out some very interesting like gems that had never that you know from the lists of people on the internet that are like these movies are interesting you should check them out okay and reading synopsis and all that jazz number one is dig to graves it's an hour and 25 minutes it's from 2014 and after her brother's tragic death a young girl meets three men who claim they can bring her brother back to life okay cool dig Two Graves. Stars um, the guy who played uh, uh, Wild Bill from Sounds of the Lambs. <laughs> Ted, Le- <laughs> Ted Levine. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, number two, Near Dark. One hour, 34 minutes from 1987. Small town farmer's son reluctantly joins a traveling group of vampires after he is turned on by a beautiful drifter. Stars Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Uh, no, no. Continue. First directorial effort by Catherine Bigelow, who was James Cameron's wife at the time, I think. <clears throat> so the only female director to be best director. Yeah, one, yeah, Hurt Locker and uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Does a lot of military shit now, but vampire movie. Paxton, Henriksen, same movie. Okay, Wise Blood, one hour, 46 minutes from 1979. A southerner, young, poor, ambitious, but uneducated, determines to become something in the world. He decides that the best way to do that is to become a preacher and start up his own church, except he's preaching about how he doesn't believe in Jesus and how everything means nothing. And the preacher is Brad Dourif. 
Oh, wow. What was, that, what was that last one called? Wise Blood. Wise Blood. All right, but what? Here, here's the choice that I'm going to make. The choice that I'm going to make is Near Dark. That's because my boy Bill Pax is in there, but it's also because there's, I'm aware of this movie. This movie is 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 big in the horror circles, and I picked up a badass like limited special edition DVD copy of this a while back and have never gotten around to actually seeing it, and now I will get to. Kismet, I believe Kismet. is the word. Yeah, it's my lobster. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, and, you know, that was a very gentlemanly offering. What have you brought for me tonight? All right, Nathan. Well, I've been watching a lot of things uncharacteristically lately. Um, so I've put together a Netflix Nate mix. <laughs> <clears throat> and we're going to kind of do it in the fashion of Netflix as well. So according to our infallible algorithms, Nathan, uh, <laughs> we've determined that this choice is an 89% match for you based on your viewing of the master and the Iceman. Oh, okay. Option number one. Option number two, we've determined is a 93% match based on your love for her and Charlie Bartlett. Wow. And number three, we've determined is an 81% match based on your love for Guardians of the Galaxy and Colossal. So you created brand new users on Netflix and selected... Just you just liked those two movies and then saw what came up. No, he's just making it up. Yeah, but they're like they're, <laughs> they're, you could if you like really got into the you know the puzzle part of your brain, you could probably narrow it down to some stuff. But yeah, I, I just found stuff that matched based on how I thought they met. Hmm. He is not how I felt about it. <laughs> uh, Sounds like the archive update. Yeah, so option one is based on The Master and the Iceman. Option two is based on her and Charlie Bartlett. And option three is based on Guardians of the Galaxy and Colossal. Way to pull the curtain back, Nathan. Um, what are you going to do? Um, um, I'm going to do her and Charlie Bartlett. Ah, good. I was hoping you'd choose that one. You'll be watching Netflix original The Babysitter. Hmm. It's actually super duper fun. Is it? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, okay. I started it and I shut it off. It gets better i only watched five minutes right (laughs) (laughs) it's bad it's a it's a it's a good self it's very self-aware so it's like a charlie bartlett type kid obviously too smart for his age very emotional in love with his babysitter Mm -hmm. he gets told by one of his buddies it's like oh yeah babysitters are whores after you go to bed they just fuck their boyfriends and he's like what and so he stays up to see what happens when his babysitter invites people over and then it gets all fucked up from I'm stoked! Wow, let's go down on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we don't even so, we don't even need him to direct us anymore. Actually, no, 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 no. I do. And you watched three movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Uh, I I just I just want to know because on the unburdened, I have a direct quote from Nathan saying, "If you recognize any of the these items have poor critical reviews, then you recall then you." Your recall is accurate and astute. I plan on never allowing this list to grow past oh, five. I just read that to him today. That is on the site. So that's very disappointing. Nathan, what movie did you watch? Sometimes plans don't go as planned, Planned. you know. Hunting but I'll definitely be, be deleting that line <laughs> <laughs> and updating the site soon. Um, no, I watched uh, The Goonies. The Goonies. Goonies. Mm. Yeah. That's the last one on there. No, I got to get Hunting the Legend far left, and then my, my life will be complete. 
then it can stay there forever. Yeah. So how was it coming there. to the Goonies, a movie that's probably very popular because of nostalgia, as a latecomer? As, as a latecomer, I got to say the first half of it is pretty corny and pretty cheesy and pretty staged. It was interesting to see Josh Brolin in there like and, you know, some of the young actors and, and things that are showing up there. But for the most part, like, you know, everything kind of felt awkward for the first half. And then their adventure into the caves and finding the pirate ship was kind of cool. But overall, I got to say, it's kind of i don't know if it's that if it's that deserving of its nostalgic status like it's it's kind of mediocre like it's just okay i mean they captured a little bit of magic with the with the adventure and the and the pirate ship and stuff and that's kind of the best part is when they arrive at the pirate ship and that has the greatest intensity for the movie but i mean it's kind of bookended by this what feels kind of thrown together with poor you know, blocking and, and hokey, corny staging for the beginning. And then at the end, everybody's on the beach and everybody shows up. Everybody. Like, oh, the people who were foreclosing on their house just kind of wade through the crowd to, like, resolve that problem. And then, you know, the media shows up through the crowd to resolve mm-hmm, more Scooby-Doo. things. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of blah, like, like kind of pukes out in front of you. And they had an interesting, fun middle section. And the other part was kind of thrown together. And you can see it, too. And it's... Because I'm, you know, doing box office stuff for this episode, I'm I'm looking at how it did, and it didn't even do that well. Like, it didn't really do that well. So I don't really know why it has the status that it has over the years. Because this movie comes from an era that will no longer exist going into the future, which is that there's not much to choose from. There's not many venues of which to watch something. And then this was on all the time through a generation's entire childhood. Mm-hmm. So their attachment to it is from knowing it by heart, seeing it over and over and over and over again, forgiving all of its faults, only spotlighting and remembering the the parts that are fun. Right. Yeah. I mean, Nathan's review of the Goonies, while accurate, is really his fault for like (laughs) missing this movie for the last 35 years. Yeah, this fun train left a long time ago, and the caboose is just for, you know, sour people that are so No, that's not what it's about. It's, I'll tell kidding. you. No, I acknowledge. I acknowledge what you're no, saying. It's, it's true. I acknowledge what you're saying. It's, it's the whole funny. I don't know how Nathan avoids some of these things. Like how he's gotten to adulthood without seeing the Goonies or without seeing, you know, the Sandlot. I mean, stuff like this. I'm just like, I just don't know how you did it. It's almost an impressive feat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have a handful, too, that it's like, what? Yeah, there's a person alive that hasn't seen Terminator 2. <laughs> what? what? You haven't seen Terminator 2? <laughs> Terminator Holy 2? shit. Yeah. Well, that's an actual that's actually a good movie though. Um uh The Goonies though, I will say this. Um there seems to be something about these types of movies that are from that era that no one had really done that kind of thing before. The 70s has this weird stale aspect to it that grainy stale like and when they try to have fun they don't really know how to like it's very bizarre right and and this silly adventure story type movie doesn't really take place until the 80s in my opinion and when it does it had never been done before so it was okay to flail around like a fucking asshole and and still have success that would not be acceptable nowadays if you made the goonies now it would fail hard so you know take it for what it is I enjoyed what I could of it and appreciated what I can of it. And the rest of it is, you know, I mean, I remember people making fun of Sloth a lot. 
and making reference to sloth all the time. The hey mm-hmm. you guys thing is something terrifying people, mother. People make fun of all the time. And it was fun to see Pantoliano show up with Agent Johnson from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. FBI Special Agent Johnson, who on his IMDb page recognizes himself as a jazz musician. Beautiful. Along with being an actor, director. Intern? Yes. Can you guess what I watched? Oh, let me go back here. Uh, it must be, actually, my guess would be either uh, Valerian or Nocturnal Animals. I watched Valerian. <laughs> yeah. City of a Thousand Planets. And it's hilarious because I guess I'd never actually looked at the plot summary before for Valerian. And when you look at the plot summary, it's the plot summary for Fifth Element. <laughs> Almost exactly. There's some sort of dark force that's taking over. And there's a bunch of... There's a big city that's full of a bunch of aliens with different personalities and characteristics. And then here's this uh, human guy that's got to go around saving everything. Except it's but, a human guy and girl. Did you know that Valerian was a comic book written before the Fifth Element? I uh, know. So but, this idea predates Fifth <clears throat> Element. Right. But if he'd already made Fifth Element... This I know it feels like it was like based off of largely in part this. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, like, Andrew, we know. He loved this comic book. We talked about that. Yeah, and the Valerian movie kind of showcases that because you get the sense that, oh, here's the greater world from which the Fifth Element story was pulled from. In fact, I think you even see those brass robotic aliens that are the focus of Fifth Element. I think they are. They, they have like a cameo in, the, in Valerian. Really? That's awesome. But... It is fucking crazy. <laughs> Valerian is like sci-fi to the max. Like it's hard to even like stay conceptually with some of these. Here's what's fascinating. Is it a good movie? I don't know. I really I don't know. <laughs> that the main character the, the main guy that they that they hire that they cast is very very weird cast. He's like kind of small, but they give him this like Indiana Jones personality. But then he's got he's got he's got a voice that marvels all of his words together, and it kind of makes him sound dumb. So it's like hard to take that kid seriously. But the chick that they that they cast as his like Mister and Mrs. Smith love relationship that they have. They they're both like agents for the government, but they're also together. But they also hate each other. It's very strange. All that whatever. <laughs> All the cool shit is just all the shit they come up with. Like the city has just been grown over hundreds of years in orbit from, you know, different countries finally getting space programs together and connecting all their hubs into a big space station and then making first contact with aliens and then aliens bringing their hubs and their technology and everyone. It's just this massive planet of hubs of ships of all these thousands of alien species and they're all sharing knowledge and technology with each other. It's all that shit's awesome. You get to see all these different aliens and how their cultures work and their, you know, all their, how they eat and look. And in mixed in there is a bunch of Luke Besson fucking weird ass shit like Rihanna playing a shapeshifter. But it's so crazy. There's like pearls that fuel the universe and there's animals that can, I, I can't, I, it's, it's so crazy. After it was done, I was like just kind of sitting there trying to take it all in because it's. <laughs> I, it's hard to put it together because it's not. You can't say that it's good because there's lots of parts that make you go, oof. But then there's so, so much shit. You're like, nobody else would have the balls to put this on screen and then make it look nice and then make it have depth. It's very odd. Like a mix. So was it reasonable to it for Luc Besson to think that this would be successful in any way? Yeah. yeah. I think that maybe the people, maybe like the jokes, he, he, I think because of the casting, the jokes didn't have the same charm and like, 
impact that that fifth element has i think that was the main problem because all the sci-fi stuff is fucking crazy it puts fifth it puts up fifth element to shame but and i think a weak male lead is a big problem for the movie i think that because the girl is great and he's just not if they had a stronger male cast yeah. i think it could have been more successful isn't he going to be playing han solo is he <clears throat> He's no. cute. He's got oh, a no, look. it's not. Never like... mind. It's Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. From uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. yeah. You know, this movie. Dane DeHaan was in things... was in A Cure for Wellness and Tulip Fever, which were both bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put things in perspective, the budget for this movie was $177 million. And it made yeah. worldwide 132 which could make this... One of the bombs. No, that's not correct numbers. DVD has got to ramp this thing up real high because I feel like this once it hits like the streaming, like it, like it already has, people will actually go and check it out. You can definitely tell this this movie is there's I've, there's so much, so much computer graphics, puppets, yeah. thing, so much, so much. I don't know where Intern's getting his numbers, but I've got 215 From- million worldwide box office against a 180 million budget so but they did say as regular imdb (laughs) stx entertainment there was a lot of news stories when this movie came out um that were talking about how much strain this movie had put on its production company and that it was bad so i'm imagining the marketing money that went into this was a major factor and that it did actually lose a lot of money but could be but yeah because the, the production company yeah i can understand there's not a moment of this like two hour 20 minute film that isn't completely from corner to corner filled with glittering computer graphics and that's the problem too right like s like he wanted to make this he said for a long long time and nobody gave him the money to do it so that means he must have at least pitched it to somebody before this and they turned him down, and then this company, STX Entertainment, gave him the money, and now they regret it. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a cooler story than Avatar. Well, your hatred of Avatar is well documented, and we're going to get four more of them. <laughs> <coughs> I'll take another Valyrian if you want, though. I learn about alien civilizations all day long. Well, some of the things you said were, very, were pretty interesting. Pearls that power the universe and weird fucked up shit. I'm still very when, interested. When I watched it, I thought it definitely was better than everyone saying it was a piece of shit. Yeah, I didn't think it was a piece of shit. Yeah. It just had some obvious like problems that because it, it's an actor, it carries through the whole movie. <laughs> and Delevingne, the eyebrow girl, how did she do? Uh, she was good. She was the she was his counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, she yeah, she she works it. I feel like she's got a, the the vibe that matches the tone of the movie. Hmm. Oh, that's too bad. Because it's a little hard to make those goofy sci-fi laser guns look cool <laughs> when you're holding them in your hand because they look like children's play toys. So I give, I give her credit for just cracking jokes and slinging that thing around with uh, with Moxie. Okay, intern. Update us. Update us. What, uh, what say you? Give me a number. Four. Do you want an update? From the intern. Update. Gonna get it from the archive. Where the updates tend to come from. That's the intern. That's awesome. A rap break. It's Update. Oh boy. 
All right. Uh, we'll do uh, episode 64 versus episode 65. I'll do a quick little run through. Episode 64 was Sully, the closet monster, Blair Witch, Kix, and Snowden. And episode 65 was The Magnificent Seven, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, The Black Coat's Daughter, or as it's on IMDb now, February, um, Goat, and Deepwater Horizon. Oh my god, I forgot about Goat. I was excited for that movie. Goat was not what I expected. <laughs> was it good, right? Uh, yeah, there was an unwatchable scene for me in Goat. Did it involve dicks? No. Oh, well, okay. no. no. It was just a normal calm heterosexual love scene it makes him uncomfortable <laughs> no not not that either he uh he gets uh he gets beat up this guy and his eyes all fucked up and he's trying to put a contact lens in for like <coughs> a minute oh. and he's having a really hard time and I, i've like i had a really hard time watching that <laughs> yeah me and eyes don't work out so well mm. eyes watering gagging a little bit yeah I just like was looking away and I kept looking back. I'd like, okay, 10 seconds, look back, still trying to fuck around with it. Oh, he slips oh, a nail on it. God. This is like so gross. Anyway, the rest of it was kind of gross, but watchable. Um, anyway, so is Amanda there? Uh, no. No? Okay. Chelsea. Oh, I see how it is. It's just that Amanda's uh, not been around. Yeah, sure. That's no, all. That's fine. It's I'd, rather, it's I'd rather watch more movies from you anyway. Oh, shit. Um, I didn't prepare any. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. okay. Magnif- I have one. You know what it is. Uh, the Magnificent Seven versus what now? Sully. Sully? Um, both were not good. <laughs> it's pretty much a wash. Let's go to number okay, two. Cool. Closet Monster versus Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I'm going to say Miss Peregrine's. I've watched Close, some- but... I've watched some of Closet Monster. You like it? Closet Monster was interesting. Really? Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children was also interesting. Closet Monster spoke spoke to him. Closet Monster. Yeah. That makes Uh, sense. Next, this one should be easy. Blair Witch versus the Black Coat's Daughter. Uh, Blair Witch? What? I don't know. (laughs) What's the Black Coat's Daughter? (laughs) You win anyway. (laughs) What are you doing? Take down everything. What's the Black Coat's Daughter? I don't know what that is. Uh, February. Yeah. February. Oh god! It's about uh, this uh, girl that's at like an all-girls school, and her parents don't come to pick her up for like uh, twenty years. Emma Roberts. And then she lives there in the attic. The February holiday, and uh, and then you find out it's like a possession movie. Ew. Uh, And you know who the black coat is, right? He's the devil. Mm. Very clever. We need a exorcist. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, anyway. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Don't go overboard there. There's some really, really nice, strong graphic knife stabbing scenes with female characters who just go at you with no hesitation. There you go, Danny. It's an A24 film. That's uh, the best one from 65. Did you watch Blair Witch 2? No. <laughs> yeah, you did. You watched Blair Witch Two. Oh, Book yeah, of I watched Blair no, Witch Two. No. I didn't watch this Velvet Blair Witch. Steel. No, I meant Blair Witch as well. Oh, fucking pay no. attention. We're talking about lineups. Oh, Book the of Shadows only, is great. The only one I didn't watch. <laughs> oh well, then because the first one sucked, <laughs> and the second one, which Daniel liked for some reason, it's awesome. Was also horrible. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's fine. Book of Shadows. Because Shadows might be the better film. Oh, well, yeah, it probably is. Well, it is the better film. 
also garbage. Uh, in the uh, saw position, kicks versus goat. Kicks is about a nice African American kid who gets his original Air Jordan stolen from him, and then turns into a gangster to get him back. Do what you got to do. Versus goat, the story about a kid who gets beat up for no reason, then goes to to university to join a fraternity to get up beat up for no reason. Man, that kid's life sucks. Uh, so I feel like you might relate to that kid. So I'm going to say goat. Ah, this is the, you're doing a bang up job today, Chelsea. I'm wrong? Uh, Kicks was a beautiful movie. God damn it, you're so annoying. I'm not putting, <laughs> I'm not replacing any of your movies. I obviously lost uh, this game. Kicks was uh, my favorite movie from episode 64. And then uh, last we got Snowden and Deepwater Horizon. Snowden. And uh, they're both awash. They're both acceptable to watch, just like one and two. I feel like this game, I'm rigged to lose it. <laughs> it's like I feel like the first time you did it, you got every single one right. Yeah, well, I was hammered, Andrew. I'm stone sober ah. right now. I know, the Lessons. magic is gone. The magic is gone. <laughs> Lessons. Uh, I'm going to do a nice little wind-up. The four best movies that I watched last year, The Shape of Water, Blade Runner, Okja, and All the Money in the World from lineups and TPP. On that note, this was a disaster. I'm sorry, you have to keep everything, but you got Death to Smoochie, so congratulations. Ah, thanks. I might actually watch that one. And of course, Littlefoot. Right. Little little Bigfoot and Little Bigfoot 2, still up there. And we also added uh, Hamlet 2, Blood Rain 6, Death by Temptation, starring Samuel Jackson, Requiem for a Dream, um, Damn Yankees, a little bit more musical for you there, and Wyatt Earp, so you can compare it to Tombstone. So uh, there are currently four movies on here that I will watch. Mm-hmm. Wait, six? Part six? Wait, say it again? Blood Rain. Oh. There's, there's six of those? I don't know. It has the number <laughs> six on the poster. Oh, January 6th. Okay, just Blood Rain. Oh, well, that's bro. good, because Andrew wouldn't have watched the sixth one without watching one through five. <laughs> you were... I was like, oh no, I'm three behind. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you got to do. That's the ticket for putting movies on here, is to put the last one in a series. <laughs> like, uh, Don't worry, Freddy Andrew. versus Jason. or Force you to watch them back. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we eliminate movies, Andrew will ask you which one you want taken down from the movies that you've watched. No, you heard him. He wants to begin with Resident Evil 7, the final chapter. (laughs) And work his way back to the classic original. I feel like I've seen the first three of them. Have you seen them, though? Oh, it'll be like Star Wars. Maybe maybe he could start with Phantasm 6, and I could do Phantasm 1. We could meet in the middle, high-five each other as we go by. I would never watch it out of order. Would never happen. I want Daniel's mission to come to fruition. I am going to wait on Phantasm. I want the whole burden list to be Phantasm <laughs> movies, just so that he can <laughs> be satisfied with his focus. Uh, let's wrap this up, shall we? That means you'll have to watch Hunting the Legend. Huh. Yeah, he would. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Might just have to drop that one off without and see if you bracket, see if you notice. Okay. <laughs> so I guess that's it, everybody, unless you want to talk about something you've watched. Okay. Mm. I know, no. that, I know that Daniel's seen I, Tonya. Yeah. Oh, lucky. But we don't necessarily want to know. Wait, Daniel, will I like it? Is it a biopic? <coughs> it is It is as exactly as advertised. Mm. Which is great. 
Didn't you love the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Here's a cookie. No, you would because you would be mad if the trailer was great. Yeah, and, and the movie not. was shitty. This the trailer is very representative. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I uh, I watched something that I was shocked to really enjoy. Wow. Yeah. The Sound of Music. <laughs> I don't know Don't why worry. I enjoyed it so much, but I did. It was uh, a Christmas present to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's um, didn't you tell me that you watched All the Money in the World and that it was good? Yes, I really liked it. And Christopher Plummer is in like 60% of the movie. Like, I really thought he was in like 12 scenes, not very much. Or Kevin Spacey or whatever. I don't know if they film more scenes, but he's in a lot of the movie. It's ridiculous. Cool. How much was reshot? It seems, <coughs> seems like a lot of work got done in no time at all. We tried yeah. to watch Logan, mm. but we didn't quite make it. Didn't make it all the way. Really? Yeah. Well, we, we got it to about two hours, and, and then we were like, okay, we get it. How much is left? There's another half an hour left. 45 minutes we're left. We're like, get the fuck out of here. We're like, all right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> gotta watch this little little girl beat the shit out of people for another she half an hour. She is fucking vicious. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's vicious. She's awesome. She, like, rips people's throats out and shit. I don't know. She's crazy. Yeah. Just a complete expression Ooh. of superhero exhaustion. Just, are you joking? You couldn't cut this to fit two hours? You lost <laughs> me. I'm out. Oh, I will mention, uh, just because it ties into uh, the up, the upfronts, mm-hmm. uh, I just put it on this morning to kind of just to be in the background because I saw it on Netflix as I was finishing up something else. And while cheesy and silly, I found myself kind of liking The Good Place. Really? Mm. Yeah. No, there's been some positive feedback about it. We watched the first bit of the first season and then backed away and... Ha- don't know where it went or what it did. Wouldn't be the first time we were wrong, though, because we did the same thing with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that's on, like, season seven. Mm. So, good to know. Yeah, I just found it, like, very lighthearted and don't have to pay attention the whole time, and <laughs> she she makes the show. Yeah, she does. She's hilarious. The swearing was funny, too. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things you wouldn't think would be. But, now, but did you watch gosh. where it is now, or did you visit it at the beginning? I think we got four or five in, I think. Mm, okay. Yeah, it, Ted Danson too. Fucking Ted Danson. No, Danson's money. Yeah, he's awesome. Because the, like they all live in these little like matrix type towns, and if one thing goes wrong, all these other other things start to go wrong, and it's this big domino effect. And he's like panicking as the designer of this town, and he's just gone through a big episode, and then all of a sudden he's just eating ice cream, and he looks over, and there's a dog in the street. And he just stands up. He's like, "Whose dog is this?" <laughs> like freaking out. <laughs> yeah, it keeps getting renewed. And I, I'm kind of, you know, when, when those shows get past a certain point, uh, they develop this chemistry that, that takes them on a ride for possibly like twice as long, right? So Yeah, that's usually like right, right like halfway through season two. Yeah. That's where it really gloms together. Yeah, yeah. If it can get there, then it just, it possibly develops this, you know, snowball effect. So that that's cool. Yeah, totally revisit that as well. Um, went and saw Star Wars. Everybody else seen Star Wars Last Jedi? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Well, uh, save that then. Yeah. We'll, we'll Why talk save it? it? I yeah. feel like I've Daniel. heard every argument already. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. Meh. Just don't care. Meh. Don't care. Exhausted. Don't. Yeah. Mm. It is Moving exhausting. Past. I'm exhausted about it. Uh, I do want to say also, Nathan, mm. you did this, uh, the what the fuck episode. Mm. And uh, I recently watched The Lure. Oh, nice. Yeah. What happened? And, uh, I, w- I really think that everyone should watch it. 
Well, it's a criterion, so you know. It's it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's it was the, the one uh, with musical the musical horror uh, yeah. variety show Mermaid. mermaids. Mermaid cabaret. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah cabaret, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they right. had like weird fangs and they were murderous. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> it had very bizarre that's music cool. in the trailer. It was a very interesting trailer. Is it foreign? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's Scandinavian. I don't have a calling up. Otherwise, I'd be calling right now. Oh, yeah, it might have been Polish. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, no calling. Poland, yeah. So playing a calm would have been inappropriate. And that's fair. So what you're saying is, in turn, we need to get these burden lists back in order. We need to put the lure up on Daniel's burden list. We need to get things... We need to focus in, clean things up. And now that we've held you to these new rules so that you'll stop... (laughs) parading around like you own the place now we can now we can come back together as a as a group as a team correct yeah okay sounds good and with that you know what to do trailerparkpodcast.com at tparkpodcast at satsac studios at 100 lunatics at the the intern tpp thank you for joining us and we'll see you in the future Mm.